1: It's Wednesday night. You know what that means—another night of Alfred and Justin on Wrestling Inc. talking all things going on in pro wrestling. And man, oh man, is there a lot to talk about. We just keep uh, rolling out of bed just to see what the next day brings. It is just—it is that time of season. Uh, this, these are the weeks. These are the days and weeks that uh, that we live for when you're talking wrestling. You know, there, there's the there's the the dog days of summer uh, when you have uh, performance center or or Thunder shows and groups like retribution are, are the biggest thing you talk about but then you have times like this when the wrestling world is literally one giant it feels like forbidden door one giant scandalous soap opera one giant let's go to the museum and see who we want to pick out to have come back <laughs> and main event that's a tease for it all and we're going to talk about it all as i know many of you want to i am just lavar he is alfred kunawa from forbes.com uh, Alfred, I'd be a fool to ask how you're doing because I know that it's probably the same as me. Excited but tired.
0: Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, but it's good tired. You know, it's just been all these wild news stories. Uh, really, the two biggest news stories of the year happened within 24 hours of one another. And I felt every one of those 24 hours. But it's been a lot of fun, man, seeing all this stuff that's not only the stories are big, but they just keep branching off into different things that are also pretty big. So uh, we've been eating off this one for a while now.
1: Yes, and uh, of course, if you have t- disconnected from the world or whatever the situation may be, uh, maybe you just got released from jail, so you, can, you, know, you didn't have access to stuff, whatever it is, we will fill you on in on all of it uh, as a quick little tease as we let people filter in here to the, uh, to the live stream. Uh, it starts Monday with crazy rumors of Stone Cold Steve Austin. 17 years later, <laughs> Vince finally found the magic formula to get him back not just for an appearance, but for a match at WrestleMania. Yes, you heard me right. So that was Monday night. So everybody was bat shit Monday night. And then Tuesday, somehow, Cody Rhodes swooped in and stole that media thunder as he is no longer with AEW. Yes, Cody Rhodes, uh, who was an AEW executive vice president and obviously one of the most prominent on-air talents. He and his wife no longer with AEW and basically are free to go where they want. So guess where they might be going? We're going to talk about it all. There's so many layers to this and new updates, new reporting from a lot of different sources. So we're going to get to all that, and of course, we encourage your chats, super chats. Of course, come to the front of the line, but we love the entire chat room. I know the chat room has been going on for hours as they watched. Had a little dynamite watch along, so very fun stuff there. So again, appreciate everybody coming on and joining us. Of course, make sure you do the like uh like, share, comment, do all the things. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. That's how we make this thing grow. uh Kicking off with the super chats, uh, Miss Elizabeth Crush 2022 hall of fame yeah real quick with the hall of fame so we know that the hall of fame as of now uh alfred is going to happen kind of odd it's going to happen just after smackdown on friday night before the two-night mania um so it's not going to be the traditional hall of fame where it has tickets sold for its you know it basically if you buy a smackdown ticket you're going to get a bonus of a hall of fame so that kind of takes away the need to make hall of fame i guess maybe a a an event that you want to purchase tickets to but then at the same time this is supposed to be, you know, as they all are it's supposed to be the biggest mania ever. It's in Jerry's world. You're in Dallas backyard of uh, you're not too far from the backyard of the undertaker. So like, I would think you get like an undertaker or something, but they haven't announced anything, nothing. I mean, that's got to come soon. We're coming up on a month here soon.
0: Yeah, usually not even a month, maybe a couple of months out is when they start with the Hall of Fame inductions because they usually have fairly big classes and now maybe they're running out of people to induct, but it's usually week after week after week leading up to WrestleMania, you see these weekly video packages of people getting inducted and we haven't seen too much of that uh, with the Hall of Fame for this class, so it really makes me curious and It actually might be best case scenario to have a limited Hall of Fame class, because if you are going to do a Hall of Fame show after SmackDown, I mean, I know you've been to some of those shows live. They go on forever and ever and ever. But if they're going to have a smaller class, hopefully it doesn't, because if you're following two hours of SmackDown uh, with a long Hall of Fame, that's just not going to work in terms of people leaving. I've seen people walk out of the Hall of Fame when it wasn't following SmackDown. So hopefully WWE's learned its lesson, has a short class and is able to really build toward that Hall of Fame ceremony throughout SmackDown.
1: I sat uh, I've sat on the floor of the Hall of Fame behind the talent. I've seen the talent leave before the Hall of Fame just to get back to the bar before the crowd gets there <laughs> at the hotel because I was staying at the same hotel. So, yeah, it happens. And you're right. Um, Hall of Fames are funny because I think this one's going to be on Peacock. So, you know, you're not to the time constraint that you are if you were on USA. I think that's correct chat room. Correct. Me yeah, if I'm wrong. I believe that's so, correct. So if it's streaming, you kind of have an infinite amount of time you can go and these guys are and girls are known sometimes to get a little little long winded. So yeah, I mean, you you know, this might be the year to keep it as a three person Hall of Fame, a main attraction. Uh, You know, one single male star, maybe one female star. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. But yeah, I, I got to think the last big premium live event stop, obviously on the road to mania is this Saturday in Saudi Arabia for elimination chamber. I have to think after that, it is all hands on deck. You got to start announcing Hall of Fame whatever these rumored mania participants and matches, they got to start to pop up. So I got the next Monday going to be very interesting. I think for, uh, for WWE programming. Um, all right, so let's, Alpha, let's jump into this. You and you know, I got to talk a little bit on Monday w- w- with Raj and Jack. I think you probably got to talk a little bit last night. So now you and I get to kind of like now, as we've had a couple of days to see all this unfold, let's see where we're at here. So let's start with Cody Rhodes, actually. Uh, since this is technically an AEW night here. So Cody Rhodes, uh, He's done. He and This is not, I mean, yeah, everything could always potentially be a work, but he's put out an official statement. Tony's put out a statement. Uh, there, there had been rumblings anyways of, you know, what's Cody's kumbaya situation internally. Uh, so he seems to be gone, and he's free to go and do whatever he wants. Uh, so obviously now all eyes looking at potentially at WWE. Uh, and an update here of Cody no longer being part of AEW, uh, Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso is reporting that multiple sources have said that Brandy, his wife Brandy, is not expected to join Cody in wwe now this is interesting before we get to the rest of this report brandy of course was chief brand officer at aew uh that role is already taken in wb by a woman named stephanie mcmahon uh, so i don't think it's a case of cody being able to say it's a package deal you get me and you get her this sounds like this right that brandy you know has nothing to do with this are you surprised
0: Yeah, I'm pretty surprised, but the fact that this is so unequivocal that Brandy's not coming with Cody tells me that he's probably been talking to WWE, and they've hammered out a lot of what would be the details of a Cody Rhodes return. Um, You know, you'd figure that he just announced he's leaving AEW, so maybe he's in the early stages of talking to WWE, and what would that look like? But the fact that they've already decided this, uh, I don't know what it is with Brandy. Maybe she's just, like, drained from uh, wrestling. I mean, I thought she was a good performer. When she was in there, given the chance, she and Dan Lambert had some very controversial, polarizing segments. But what you can't deny is that the crowds were always into them, whether they were you know booing Brandy or whether they were uh, giving her heat or whatnot. And I think that maybe Brandy Rhodes just decided to step away from pro wrestling. Maybe WWE decided we're going to do the focus on Cody Rhodes and make him into a big star. But I am very surprised that it's not going to be a packaged Cody Brandy thing, because I do think the element of roads to the top, the reality show, or I know it's not going to be happening on TV, TNT, but having that show or some kind of reality show, what led to this moment, I think, could be really big eyeballs for Peacock if WWE wanted to reappropriate something like that. So I think Brandy is a key to this whole equation.
1: Yeah, I'm a little surprised, too. I mean, I did not expect her, as I said jokingly a minute ago, but I really did not expect her to be getting any kind of office job or executive job. But uh you know she's been vocal that she you know after having their child that she wanted to be she wanted to get back in the ring she wanted to be a wrestler um and i think that she can draw some heat on the mic again now you know what's the what's the good kind of heat what's the bad kind of heat all that stuff but like so but but at the same time does she have a place in the WWE women's roster you know i mean no offense to brandy but she's not you know she's not the not the most skilled in-ring performer, especially when you're putting her up against what WWE has as a women's division. So I think, you know, it's like, is there a place for her? Does she do some more? Does she do some training at the performance? Does she work NXT? Do they do some things to, to help, you know, help prep her to give her an opportunity later on? I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, so stepping aside from the Brandy aspect, let's go back to Cody. So it's uh, also said in this uh, Sports Illustrated report that Cody could begin working for WWE as soon as this weekend, potentially visiting the WWE Performance Center in Orlando to film segments for his return. Uh, of course, uh, noting that he left back in 2016 after being frustrated with the lack of direction uh, and dissatisfaction with the creative team, mainly over the Stardust character. He had a uh, request his release, and I think it was granted like a day later. Uh, but it's noted in this report that that is water under the bridge, that that does not expect to be a factor in the upcoming return, is that he is expected to be looked at far differently and have a different relationship with the writing team and with Vince himself uh, regarding the AEW departure Barrasso reports that another key factor in the decision was losing all responsibilities related to booking Rhodes was originally part of the process, but Khan, as AEW's head of creative has taken full control. So I certainly, I believe being looked at differently by Vince, uh, But if Cody's looking for more creative freedom or more creative say, I don't know if he's going to find it in Stanford.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure if that's what his endgame is, is to have this creative freedom. This is eerily similar to how he left WWE. Cody is one of those guys where he has, like, he's up the Aaron Rodgers' ilk, where he has that chip on his shoulder. And if you do something and it sticks with him, he wants to prove you wrong. He wants to stick it up your you-know-what. That's what the deal was with WWE. I'm better than this stardust crap. I'm going to show you guys that I can draw money elsewhere. That's exactly what he did, and then some. And now he hit a snag. There had to be some type of personal issue between him and Tony Khan in terms of their philosophies based on what I've read. And this looks like Cody saying, well, I'm going to show you guys that I'm worth more than you want to pay me. And he could do that in WWE. He can literally do that before he even wrestles a match by making the type of money he was probably requesting in AEW. So I, I expect that. And this stuff about Vince McMahon liking Cody Rhodes does not surprise me At all because that's just the Vince McMahon mindset in terms of that's how Drew McIntyre had to get over. He had to leave WWE, get over in DNA, get over around the country, uh, drop buzz on the Indies, and then Vince McMahon wanted him. So Cody Rhodes leaving and coming back, of course his stock is going to be higher with somebody like Vince McMahon. Uh,
1: Bobby Lashley did the same thing. So we're going to get back to Vince and Cody and the viewership. I'll take a minute here to get some super chats in since they're coming in. Uh, Keith 499 back to the Hall of Fame says, would it be crazy if they inducted A.J. Lee with everything happening. Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't. She's not going in until until if and whenever <clears throat> Punk and, and WWE hash out their issues and Punk goes into the WWE Hall of Fame, which would be many years down the road.
0: They never say never.
1: Um so yeah never said never. Back to kind of going back into the conversation here. Tony 241 499 says I wonder if WWE fans treat Cody the same way as AEW fans boo him. Does Cody turn heel in WWE? That's a great question because what is the you know, is going to try to shape the narrative. What is the narrative here? Is Cody coming in are people are, are you know, if you're at a WWE show, you're presumably your WWE fan. Are you cheering him an excitement that this Big part, both on screen and off screen, of AEW has just defected and come to WWE. Are you, are you booing him? Like, look at the sellout. He's just, like, I, like I mean, I, I'm I'm really curious because it, it is a mystery right now how the fans think of Cody Rhodes based upon the last couple months in AEW like what do you think happens
0: that's a great question it really is because there really is no narrative in terms of WWE's commentary on AEW it would be one thing if WWE ran ads every week saying oh this company is second rate we don't like this company look at all these second rate wrestlers who couldn't make it in WWE and they brainwashed their fans to think a certain way then yes I do think Cody would get heat but he's pretty much been persona non grata since leaving and I do think that if he just comes back as Cody Rhodes I think people will be inclined to cheer him. It'll be interesting to see what WWE wants its fans to do. If they bring him back in a babyface role, I do think people will cheer him. There might be you know, that built-in percentage of people who boo him, but I really do think that's going to be very small initially. Uh, but if they bring him back and they lean into the fact that he did go to the competition, then yes, I do think people will be on board with booing him. But I do think that it's in WWE's hands because they have not yet brainwashed their fans as to what to think about AEW, at least not on their TV.
1: So what is Vince McMahon going to think? So this is coming from uh, Wade Keller, of the PW Torch. He reports, WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon is planning to give Cody Rhodes a major match at WrestleMania if Rhodes returns to WWE. Uh, quoting Wade directly, he says, I think Cody will get a big push, at least at first. You know, there's difference of opinions on whether Vince is going to re- resent Cody for creating competition or admire Cody for his inter- entrepreneurial spirit and being classy about it the whole way. You know, Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, Jeff Jarrett, they all competed with Vince. They all got jobs again, which is relevant. I mean, Vince does, you know, he, it's been known. This has been a famous thing about Vince. He he likes it when his talents stand up and challenge him in the right way and in the right situation. You don't do it in front of a group of people. You don't you don't try to embarrass the boss. But in the right way, Vince likes it when you challenge him, when you fight back, when, when you don't get pushed around. And so, you know, Cody left you know, d- d- yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, I, that, that, that a lot of that jives, I could see that. The, I think the key is I think Cody will get a push at least at first. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's absolutely the thing. And you, all those examples are, listed. look at Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is a bigger star than Cody Rhodes was and is, and he had better competition in terms of WCW, which literally we all know about 83 weeks and he still not only came back to WWE, but you know maybe had one of his most if not his most famous match in WWE in that match against the rock and was just fine because yes vince Man loves that prototype of alpha males who stand up to him and yes this at first thing is very interesting i think WWE needs to be and i made this point yesterday they need to be very careful in how they treat cody rhodes because there's going to be a crop this is something that fell into their lap okay there's now going to be a crop of aew free agents whether it's mjf or Kenny omega or hangman adam page who are going to be monitoring the Cody Rhodes situation? And if they eventually bury him, it's going to be like, "Well, screw that! I'm not going over there." So I really feel like we're getting this weird dynamic right now, where all these guys who stood up to Vince now are probably going to be on their way back to WWE because he respects them more, and all these people who are now have low morale in WWE feel like they're being passed over are going to leave out of frustration to go to AEW. So we're going to see a lot of flip-flopping. I feel like
1: Alfred. I feel like that's a great point. I, I feel. I think you're right. You know, we always wondered. You know, we've talked about a lot, especially in the crop of releases WWE had and then the crop of signings that AEW did of XW. We always said, eventually the, the door will swing the other way. Eventually, you know AEW contracts will come up. They're not going to resign everybody. And guys are going to like... And, and we always wondered, who would be the first AEW guy or girl to jump? <laughs> I always thought Cody would eventually leave. I did not think it would be in February 2022. <laughs> So you're right, but but everybody's gonna be watching the first one, and especially they're gonna be watching Cody. okay, you're right. If, if a year from now, if he's if he's been champion, if he's been favorably booked and you know it's been it's been good creative by WWE standards, you're right. you know MJF's, Wardlow's, anybody that's come out and, and has publicly just already said you know that they thank Cody I mean and they owe Cody something they they might say okay, it's not a lock and I'm gonna get buried there's there's chance here. or hey, Cody's got the boss's ear. I might be, I might be able to have the bosses here. Yeah. Bike I mean, so th- you're right. How Cody gets treated, whether it's a, whether it's all a ruse or not, but if Vince should be conscious of how he's treating Cody because that could uh, affect business and, and talent, f- you know, in future years. So that's that's a great point. I hadn't even really kind of put it all together in that way, but I think <laughs> I think he made a good point there. So um, look, this is crazy. Again, they're in Saudi Arabia this this weekend, so you know, I'm, Cody Rhodes not showing up in Saudi Arabia um but i think as soon as next monday everything is fair game at any point for him to show up monday friday uh i I don't think he's showing up on tuesdays but monday friday uh i'm just i just keep thinking what could they do like who do you want to see him work at mania or are we going to talk about treatment are we going to get are we going to get into some kind of like meta you know is is braun breaker while still holding the nxt world title gonna beat cody as some sort of weird redemption for nxt getting booted off wednesdays like I just can't figure where, what lane this is going to land in. Is it going to be Cody versus somebody he's never fought before, like an Austin Theory? Is Since Cody's got a bigger name value than ever, can you put him up against somebody like a Randy Orton, who he has history with? And is that a bigger match than it's ever been? Like I'm just trying to wrap my mind around what is Cody Rhodes' first match at presumably WrestleMania going to be.
0: I think the most fitting match is one that I feel like has a very, very low likelihood of happening, and that's Cody Rhodes versus Triple H. I mean, if you want to make the parallels between him as an executive, him using the sledgehammer in AEW very famously, maybe he could run that back as an entrance. Maybe Triple H can take a sledgehammer to AEW for his entrance, But, you know, Triple H does have uh, the, the heart issue, and I, I do believe that, you know, we might have seen the last of Triple H in the ring. You never say never with those type of things. But I, I hope it gets more healthy, and I think that would be the priority for Triple H. But I do think just hypothetically, completely hypothetically, Triple H and Cody Rhodes is a money match for a WrestleMania.
1: Yeah, I've seen that buzz and speculation, fantasy booking on social. And this, It's the same thing. It's the big asterisk of what's, what's H's health. But you're right. I mean, you're essentially, without ever, ever having to say the letters AEW, you're essentially pitting – an AEW versus W. It's the closest AEW versus NXT or WWE match that you're going to get right now in, in current context. And you know
0: what it would remind me of is uh, Triple H versus Sting at WrestleMania 31, which I was there in the building, and I've never seen air be let out of a building bigger than at WrestleMania 31 in San Francisco or San Jose when that three count hit the mat. It's like, wait, what? And you know what? <laughs> you know That might be the same story with Triple H and Cody Rhodes, had he been healthy enough to compete.
1: I mean, I was there too, and I remember you and I saw each other that weekend. I, I mean, I always I heard from that from from that weekend. I always heard uh, from reliable, reliable lines of communication that um you know look that that you know they were happy to have Sting for Mania, but like they the, the office were was not impressed with Sting showed up, not in the best of shape was didn't didn't even have a didn't even have a fake spray tan on him. just <laughs> as pale as you know. He's out there in the sunlight, pale. You know, and so uh, you expect the company to have him beat triple h at mania <laughs> you know i mean so that's that's a whole different story sting looks great now god we've seen things but um uh bear hudson super chat thanks bear should cody rhodes debut at wrestlemania or the day after and should they book him to have a stare down with roman reigns on raw uh but bear i'll just say this before i throw it to alfred cody rhodes stock has never been higher um you can maybe wait a week or two to let a little bit of anticipation build but you don't you don't hold off that long, and again, Alfred has said they yeah, have this. This is fallen in their lap. I mean, they're they're trying to pull out Stone Cold. They're trying to pull out what they can do to sell out Cowboy City for two nights in a row. You don't forego having a Cody Rhodes WrestleMania match in this situation.
0: Hundred I mean, percent. I mean, I actually kind of like your idea in terms of after they come off of Saudi Arabia, it really. I think the sooner the better, because you gotta strike while the iron is hot. This is a big news story. It continues to be a big news story. And who knows what could happen next. We've heard that there's gonna be an Austin level surprise at WrestleMania. If that gets out, maybe that'll over um, take the Cody Rhodes story. So you gotta really strike while the iron's hot. I did say yesterday that I think WrestleMania thirty eight would be a good place for him to debut, but I do really regret saying that because you've gotta sell these tickets. You've gotta strike while the iron's hot, and the sooner they can get Cody Rhodes out there, the better.
1: Yeah, and um I, I, and I'm wondering how much, how much of the what was the current plan is going that was in pencil. How much of that's gonna change? And what I mean is like, my prediction for Saturday's has been Brock Lesnar wins the Chamber, and now you have title versus title. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm There's a lot of dynamics of having one title again, one unified title. But that's kind of just seemed like where it was going. You know, you need to have Brock versus Roman. Like, can Brock? Is there any way Brock can lose the Chamber and still somehow get a match of Roman? but I I bring that up because if they can do that, if they can still give you the Brock Roman match, which we know inevitably has to happen, but if somehow Brock's not the champion, if somehow Lashley or any of the other four out of the chamber can become champion, what an impact to have Cody come in and be part of the other title match. Because I think that was kind of the worry was if if Brock is in versus Roman is not title for, for title. What's a big enough match for the WWE championship. If if Brock and, and, and Roman is the universal title. What's a big match for the WWE championship? You know, what's who's, who's a big challenger for Lashley? Who's a big challenger if Orton would win it? And again, now you bring in the Cody factor. That would be huge with any of them, whether Orton, Lashley, you know, any of them, AJ. I mean, so I don't That'd know.
0: Yeah. And, and now you say about Cody challenging for the W title, does he uphold the stipulation from aew that he cannot challenge for a world title and say hey that applies to wwe too i mean that would be a fun little that'd be a fun thing for mvp and lashley to dig up and say hey you signed a contract and said you can't compete for a world title we looked it over and it looks like it applies to this company too but of course you know it wouldn't be like wwe to tell the stories of aew much like the aew tends to do with WWE.
1: not here pal Don't think so. All right. Uh so we will be steadily watching that. But but that's not all the news involving WrestleMania and return and surprises and speculation. Uh let's keep it going. And again, if you want to read in full all of this and there's backlinks to all the different updates, Wrestling Inc. has it all. Um, but we're giving you the, the highlights here. All right. So Dave Meltzer, he's noting that Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens, is on the card for WrestleMania. However, it is currently unknown whether or not the match will be happening on night one or night two of the premium event, but the match is planned. So, I mean, like, you know, you always hear, like, when there's smoke, there's fire. There's a hell of a lot of smoke. I mean, step aside, Street Profits. There's a lot of smoke with this. <laughs> I mean, you know, Fightful was the first to say it. You know, WrestleVotes came out and kind of said, yeah, I mean, Andrews, Zarian. Like, everybody you now Meltzer's in on, like, everybody who's anybody with their reputation is all you know saying yeah there's it's it's happening it's it's that far along and 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 for it to get for for fightful and who for everybody to find out through whatever sources they have there had to been enough motion behind the closed doors to where they were ready for this to start to get out you know this is i mean this is this this has to at this point this i can't believe i'm saying this and i love Austin. this is actually happening i think
0: yeah, this 100%. I mean, it seems like something that's pretty much in the motion. You know, like you said, a lot of protocol sources have moved forward and saying that this is happening. Uh, we've seen Kevin Owens already start to cut promos about Texas, so you know that's leading to something. And, you know, Steve Austin coming back is a huge story. He always seemed like that guy. And Shawn Michaels is in the same boat. Two guys who I thought I would never see wrestle again because they stuck so committed to to being retired until whether it was Saudi Arabia, whether it was Vince making the right offer, or whether it's just Vince just being so relentless that they just said, okay, Vince, I'll come back. Uh, eventually we're gonna get Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back. And I, I, I always feel like I've seen the last big return. Like I thought CM Punk would be that, and they're gonna run out of white whales, but like Stone Cold is one of them. And I think it'd be exciting in Texas. It's exactly what they need to sell out a stadium like that over a two night event.
1: It is, and look, i said a little bit this monday to raj and jack you know you get the same thing i'm sure people ask you who's your favorite wrestler oh you're in this line of work who's your favorite wrestler What's your favorite match all that stuff and my usually my default for favorite wrestlers to say stone cold you know just just the age i was when he was in his prime it was just you know it and i've always wanted but i've always thought like all right he went out they're not you know the WWE didn't know it at the time but he went out in the most perfect way he went out losing to his arch rival the rock at a wrestlemania like you that's the You know, and he hasn't gone back on that. He's been ref, he's been special enforcer, but he's never gone back on that. Like, what? That's a perfect poetic way to go out. And we know Vince has made offers over the years to try to get him to come back. Uh, We probably don't even know half the offers. We've probably, you know, like what? What about this pitch? Assuming this is all happening, what about this pitch? Or what about the number of zeros and the check has clicked? Because again, no disrespect to Kevin Owens. I mean, Kevin Owens is a current talent who certainly will get a hell of a rub out of this, but like. That's the creative. Kevin Owens is just cutting. You know, he uses the stunner for a couple years, and then he starts cutting a promo about hating Texans. That's what gets Stone Cold out of retirement for seventeen. You know, I'd almost buy in more if if it was Austin versus Goldberg just to give you the 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 Attitude Era match that we never got. Like, like I'm just surprised. Like, what is the pitch that actually has got Stone Cold to say yes? He's he's not hard up for money. He's paying bills.
0: So, like, what is it? I don't think it's a coincidence that WWE just made over a billion dollars and is making more money and profits than they ever have. And now Stone Cold Steve Austin has finally been convinced to come out of retirement. You know, everybody has a price. We learned that as wrestling fans. And even if you're a hardened Texan like Stone Cold is set for life. Everybody has a price. Austin's is clearly a lot, and I think between the Saudi money, between the money that they're getting from the TV money, it's impossible to ignore how many billions of dollars that WWE's made, and Austin's probably just looking at this like, if I just have one match, maybe even like a Texas death match where he can brawl, which he said in the past if he came back that it would be that type of match, like a Texas death match, that he can get out of this. He can make more money in one night than, you know, maybe not that he made in his career, but, you know, close to it because he made so much money in his career.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He, after he got after the knees went out, after he got dropped on his neck, I mean, Austin in his prime, he did not have the work rate that he did against early Bret Hart matches. Austin in his prime was middle finger, middle finger punch, kick, stomp a mud hole in him, Luthers press stunner, yeah. and then and, and then sell. Otherwise, that that was the match. Throw some beer in there, like so. He doesn't, you know, yeah, he doesn't need to work a technical match. He can just do all that. Um, yeah, I guess that that that's 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 where we're at. I mean, <laughs> and, and and if he if he's, if he's smart enough, you're right to the money point. Maybe he parlays it. He says, "I'll come back and I'll do three. I'll do a mania. Give me some of that Saudi money, and let me do a summer. You know, SummerSlams become a stadium show now. That's the three. It's a threesome. And and and, and each one's worth a few million. You're right. <laughs> he might make more in three matches doing minimal safe bumps." uh than he made and combined from 98 to one i mean yeah.
0: and i mean we now have a market for these part-timers they are paying goldberg a couple million dollars edge just has a good deal and so now austin can look at that and say well if you're paying it, and no offense to edge but nobody's a bigger star than austin so he can look at any of these guys and say if you're paying him that you're paying me more
1: so last story uh using steve austin as a barometer is it looks like again this this one coming from dave Meltzer as well that wb is actually planning another steve austin level surprise for wrestlemania 38 currently unknown whether that wrestler will be stepping in the ring for a match or they would just be appearing for the show Melzo um, did note uh, noted that uh, he did not know who the surprise was and uh, noted the names like the undertaker hulk hogan rick flair a few that are on that level of star power rock and cena not expected to wrestle at mania this year not expected not expected to wrestle mind you both have projects that will make that uh unlikely but we should also note the rock uh, dropping a little interesting tweet. Uh, he of course introduced the uh, the teams at the Super Bowl, uh, did his millions, but did not do the millions and did not pause for the and millions. Rock wrestling promo got called out about it on social. Responded to being called out and said, "Brother, that was a little Easter egg for you and the millions. Don't worry, the millions with a pause coming soon." Wink emoji. So that's certainly laying the foundation, the the, the groundwork of maybe Rock's not gonna have a match at Mania, but you know certainly could show up and maybe set the groundwork for a future match uh roman reigns of course being the prime suspect
0: yeah there's some energy behind the rock returning in some capacity to wwe i've been talking to the streets the streets have told me that there's a little energy behind the rock possibly coming up. who knows you know i I did hit toward on friday but we could see the rock i don't know if that's going to be the surprise at wrestlemania but there is energy if you're going to say austin level i think he's on that short list Um, And there's not very many else. And, you know, maybe we'll see again, maybe it's not in a match, but I could see The Rock taking the red eye to Texas in front of 100,000 people, which means a lot to him. They're probably going to tout it as the biggest attended WrestleMania of all time. He was part of the last WrestleMania in Texas. uh, And part of that was because he wanted to be part of that history. And I could see him wanting that again. He's very sentimental when it comes to pro wrestling. And I could see him being part of this WrestleMania.
1: I was there, but they, they all run in together. Did, well, didn't he technically have a match? Didn't he beat, like, he Eric Rowan?
0: Six seconds. I believe it was the shortest WrestleMania match in history.
1: Uh, and, of course, Austin, Foley, and HBK had yeah. an appearance. And they beat up uh, the Axes of Evil in the New Day. So, uh,
0: Stunned Xavier Woods. who took a great center.
1: Oh, my God. Austin doing the... the
0: yeah! <laughs> <laughs> hey, he had some rhythm, too. He was moving.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... Steve Austin level surprise for mania. We'll see. If you want the Steve Austin level of male grooming, Manscaped is where you got to go. That's right, Manscaped. Of course, they are great supporters of this podcast. Of course, we are going to help you save some money. Manscaped supporting the rest of the podcast. They uh of course, leaders in the male grooming game. Fourth generation performance package absolutely changed the grooming game along with the refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the 4 million men worldwide, two right here, who trust Manscaped for the shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping using the code WINC20. See it there on your screen. And I can just say, personally, again, I have it all. lawnmower 4.0. I have the colognes. I have the body wash. I have the shampoo. It's all good in the hood if you know what I'm talking about. If you smell the Manscaped Body Wash, I mean, it is a a great signature scent. I know my wife loves it. That's a shoot. Uh, You and your boys will be oh so fresh, oh so clean when you start off your self-care routine with the ultimate body wash. And, of course, keep the grooming game going with that Performance Package 4.0. Inside of that package, the lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop reviver Tone, Performance Boxer Breeze, and a travel bag to hold all of your goodies. This fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce the grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology that's right you will have no blade jobs will not be getting any color here lawnmower 4.0 7000 rpm motor new function on off switch that can engage a travel lock and there's a 4000k led spotlight on it and oh by the way it is waterproof that's key right uh performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and ear Uh, all kinds of great stuff for you and this is great for you men or if you're looking for. A friendly gift for your fellow man, for your brother, for your father, whatever the case may be. Manscaped.com. Use the code WINC20. Save 20%. Get the free shipping. uh, Hooking you up uh, because of Manscaped. They've been great supporters of this podcast for a long time. And they continue to do so, which, again, is a testament to you guys for uh, the the great engagement and viewership of this podcast, as well as the fact you are using the code. Manscaped says, let's keep it going. So WINC20, Manscaped.com. Alfred, that is the Steve Austin level of male grooming.
0: It really is the Steve Austin WrestleMania level, if you will. And I love Manscape. Of course, we're part of the form Land. I also love this '80s porn music you got playing <laughs> in the background. Very fitting for you know maybe if you want to shave a stash, a mustache with Manscape or whatnot, or you know kind. That's great. This is the same music I have playing in my waiting room, by the way. <laughs> the waiting
1: room. Oh, we're sponsored back to by Manscape. Back to the waiting room. Uh, again, W I N C twenty is the code to use Manscaped. Dot com and we thank them all right uh so that was your news that was your sponsor let's get into the wednesday night business if you will they are in nashville aew dynamite and we kick it off with of cm punk in an oh so familiar position sitting indian style in the ring cuts the promo and uh it's time for him to pick the rematch with him and mjf and he says he knows it's going to be on march 6th at revolution in orlando and he looked back at some of his toughest matches in his career, the lessons that MJF needs to learn. And he opens up a you know, like a shoebox, basically. And inside of it is a dog collar. That's right. It is going to be a dog collar match uh, against MJF. And then he has one more thing he wants to say to MJF. But he wants MJF to come out so he can say it face-to-face. MJF comes out, doesn't even get a word in him, and Punk shows him a picture of a young MJF at a meet-and-greet many years ago meeting CM Punk. And he says, the price you pay for this meet and greet is not going to even compare to the price that you're going to pay with this ass kicking you're going to get, and for the first time ever, MJF is speechless. You can see it on his face, Alfred, and he drops the mic and walks off. I mean, this is like, this is, this is B Rabbit slaying Papa Doc in the final <laughs> battle round. Just don't even have anything to say.
0: Everybody from the 313. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. That's a great reference. I love that. But yeah, I thought this was perfect. This is how you sell tickets. I thought CM Punk was amazing. I will say, opening the show with CM Punk sitting in Indian style, I mean, that is kind of when we see that, you know CM Punk's going to be real. He's possibly going to shoot. And I was thinking he was going to say something about Cody Rhodes. He was going to address that situation. But he just did the business with MJF and it was fine. I thought this was phenomenal. I mean, I'll I, I put this on the level of what they've been doing and it's getting harder and harder to kind of rank these promo exchanges they've had. But I thought this was one of the better ones. He invoked the Piper in Portland. And Roddy Piper's most famous match, you could argue, was that dog collar match against Greg the Hammer Valentine. At least it's his <laughs> most brutal match. And, uh, it's, you know, Tim Punk did have a dog collar match against Umaga, I believe it was. And that was a pretty good, pretty underrated match of the year it happened. And so I, I'm excited to see that. I think this feud has led to the point where we need a stipulation match as potentially a blow off for now. And that, that's perfect.
1: Well, and I like, to. I, I skipped over this, but I'll, I'll break it back. I like, to that he first he tossed about the possibility of a cage match. But he said, no, Wardlow can scale a cage. MJF can probably still climb and, and run away. So I like the fact that it is the, you know, from a psychology standpoint, MJF is tethered to Punk. He cannot escape Punk's grasp. So that's great. And, and uh, you're right. There's only been one other dog collar match in AEW, and Tony Schiavone immediately makes reference to that on commentary. We're talking about Cody Rhodes, he makes yeah. reference. The only other one has been Cody Rhodes versus Mr. Brody Lee, uh, the late Brody Lee. Uh, this is the first of two mentions that Cody Rhodes gets on commentary. Uh, the other one came in the main event sequence. So uh, uh, Tony Khan at least not putting out an edict as they might in WWE. Tony Khan not going to ignore uh, history is history, and Cody did work here, so uh, we can say his name. So at least, at least until he shows up on WWE. Maybe once he shows up on WWE, okay, no more mentions, but until yeah. – until Depending then.
0: what he has to say when he's in WWE, uh, you know, in character. <laughs>
1: correct. Correct. Uh, this is <laughs> Duck Craft. Justin and Alfred are like Stephen A. and Max. You should never break. Them. <laughs> Let's go. All right.
0: We're better than Stephen A. and Max. No, shout out to those guys. Those guys. Are... <laughs> I agree. They should have never b- b- broken them up. By the way.
1: I, I like. I mean. I you know what? I know Stephen A. gets a lot. Of people like hate on Stephen A. I'm like, well, that's what he wants. I, I think St- Stephen A. is very good at what he does. So oh, if you yeah. if if you're healing Stephen A. he's working you. It's the awesome. reason he's the highest-paid man in ESPN. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, uh, not, the first match we get is Brian Danielson uh, versus Lee Moriarty, and uh, this is the theme here is uh, Brian just does not, does not respect Lee, won't even, you know, won't shake his hand, and it's just uh, showing him no respect uh, for the first part of the match. Uh, if you like hard kicks, hard elbows, hard forearms, this is the match for you. These two guys, uh, while on the, on the mat, Giving these, trading these shots, bring the crowd to their feet. Uh, so that should tell you something. um It ended up being Brian knocks Lee out, and then puts him in a submission hold while flexing and just rubbing kind of salt in the wound. Brian gets the win. No surprise here, but great showing for Lee Moriarty. uh Brian then gets on the mic. He says he wants an answer from Moxley. If you uh, recall, he he has a proposition for him, Moxley, to be the most dangerous tag team, to be the force that could just tear through AEW. Mox comes out, you know, tells the history of working Brian Danielson over a decade ago on indie shows and that Brian's been the dragon. He never got to slay. But then Mox says, you know, it's kind of interesting. This guy, he wants to be my tag partner. I think that's because you might be scared to stand across the ring. So you want to just stand beside me. And uh, basically, Mox ends it with a great closing line. He's you know, he says, I'm not saying no, but I'm not saying yes. I don't stand by anybody until I bleed with him. <laughs> Alfred saying yeah. saying we gotta go we gotta go the distance and get dirty before I'm gonna before you have my respect a team with me
0: that is so badass I love this promo it's like one of that old saying you want to run through a wall for somebody this is the type of promo you can cut to like a college football team like you know you know I'm not standing with anybody till they bleed with me let's go out there and bleed and it was just like I want to see that match right now I thought this was great by Moxley and you know it. it overshadowed what I thought was a great match between Brian Danielson and Lee Moriarty, where I'm so glad that you brought that up, that when they were on the mat, they brought the crowd to its feet. And I don't think enough wrestlers know how to master that to be entertaining while you're doing the submission and rolling. Usually they use that to kind of settle the crowd down. It's usually not a high spot, if you will. But what they were doing on the mat, when they were both on their heads and like, the octopus hold or whatever you want to call that, I mean, I thought it was amazing. And uh, they, they really got creative with this. You could just tell Brian Danison is having some of the most fun he's ever had in wrestling because he just got this creative license. And Lee Moriarty is one of these guys he's really excited about, you know, both in front and behind the camera. And they did a great job. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I mean the old saying is you know once this guys getting a little blown up or they need to cool the audience back down it's grab a hold, brother. Yeah, you know, but the, <laughs> these guys were in a hold. Of they they were doing you know some of the most physical work that they did the entire match. Yeah, really great match, and yeah, I, I agree. This is this is like, uh, it, I'm assuming Mox wrote this again. It's pretty well documented at this point that you know AEW is pretty pretty free and loose to let the talents write their stuff here. Uh, that that's a great line. You know, I, I don't stand by side by the side of anybody until we bleed together. That's just a uh, Love that's it. that's there. So um, so th- this is a story. It's gonna got a lot of lot of levels to it. It's gonna play out over time. So we'll stay tuned with that. Uh, we get Wardlow versus Max Caster. This is a qualifying for the face of the revolution ladder match. And uh, Max Caster wrapping his way into the ring. Uh, it, the, the biggest the biggest highlight was calling Wardlow MJF's bitch boy.
0: Yeah, and it take some shots at hot chicken in Tennessee, which, listen, I've never had Tennessee hot chicken. I will have it when I'm in Tennessee for SummerSlam, but I have had Tennessee hot chicken like in L.A. and outside of that, and it's always fire. Even KFC has fire Tennessee hot chicken, so I resented that, but I thought the freestyle was very good. He also had a The Baby reference that went over everybody's. Yes. I don't think The Baby is very hot in Tennessee or even AEW for that matter, but I got the reference. It's very current and topical. The Baby did beat up Danny Lay's boyfriend in the bowling alley, so I appreciated it, but, you know, a little too rich for a lot of these people's blood, I think.
1: I call it too. Yeah, he would have been better off um, maybe making like a. I'm trying to who's the who's the country starter that got caught dropping the n-word uh the country oh, star <laughs> oh um morgan I, I know uh what you're, morgan uh I know what you're, talking about. I yeah, I, you're right I, I called it a baby but yeah the crowd didn't quite kind of they moved on so yeah um <laughs> yeah uh and I, you better watch yourself sitting here saying you know putting KFC in the same conversation with (laughs) national hot chicken. I don't know.
0: (laughs) They do have a version. It is inferior. I would imagine it's inferior to the actual authentic national hot chicken. And when I have it, I will take that back. But I'm just saying Tennessee hot chicken is so good. Even KFC can pull it off. That's what I'm saying.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Oz, thank (laughs) you for the super sticker. (laughs) Uh, There's another one in here. Uh, Zachary, Della 99, uh, setting up a blood and guts match. Max and Brian. Oh, Mox and Brian uh yeah i mean I, I, I they could let this go out for a long time they, they could really they could draw this to double or nothing if they if they wanted to the way aw can tell stories out so we'll see um but nonetheless, like like what happened here tonight um
0: and i really hope they do come together that's a great idea for a stable i hope this isn't just a red herring for them to just have a feud i hope they come together and they mentor these younger guys and they both have different philosophies as to how to do it and maybe that leads to another match but i like the idea of them forming a stable with younger guys
1: yeah, I mean, they're the two guys right now that don't have a stable. I mean, Eddie Kingston was with Mox for a minute, but Kingston seems to be now uh, aligning right now with Santana and Ortiz. Uh, Brian, you know, yeah, Brian's kind of an island of his own. So, sh- sure, it's just uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things they could do there. And, and, that, and that could go on a roller coaster of they could be heels, they can be faces, they could. there's a lot of things that could be done with that. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, so, we get Wardlow versus Max Caster. A little bit of a, again, a little bit of a longer match by Wardlow's standards, but they did have a commercial in here, so they had to fill that time, picture in picture. Uh, but Wardlow at the end is going to get the Powerbomb Symphony, three power bombs. Uh, after the fact, he's going to end up uh, power bombing uh, Bowens. Same as usual. Sean Spears comes in, gets a few chair shots, pisses off Wardlow. So Wardlow has qualified, so he is now the second qualifier after Limitless Keith Lee last week. So this is going to start to shape up to be a hell of a ladder match uh, when all the participants are said and done. Um, no surprise here. I mean, that, that, uh, Max a, a a thriving and rising act, but singles match against Wardlow for a qualifier I don't I didn't give Max any real chance here
0: yeah and it's encouraging for Wardlow because the status of his opponents now is starting to go up is he was just facing no-namers and enhancement talent at first and he got the blade who he sold for I thought that was a mistake but the blade is somewhat of a name and then Max Castor I think is a step up in terms of prestige so between Wardlow and Keith Lee I think it'll be very interesting to see how they play this uh face of the revolution ladder match
1: absolutely Super chat here for you, Alfred. Mike, $2. Alfred, I hope Lashley retains on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I love Lashley. I'm torn about this. I'd love to see him go into WrestleMania as world champion. I really do like your idea, Justin, of him facing Cody potentially or or whatnot. Maybe have a WWE title match. Uh, But I think title for title, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, they put that carrot out. I don't think they should have ever gotten the title off of uh, Brock Lesnar. I think title for title is the biggest match you could do with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Of course, before tonight, before the past couple of nights of when we heard who was coming back, that is the biggest in-house match you have. Uh, but I think if it's Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar, I'll be happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of eyes. And of course, uh, we'll have all the coverage here Saturday on Wrestling Inc. <clears throat> for what goes down in Saudi Arabia. Okay. Hangman Adam Page, uh, promo in the ring. He's uh, being interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Barely gets a word out. He's interrupted by Adam Cole, who comes out. Cole saying how he's been a champ everywhere he goes. Uh, then the two of them start to kind of trade shots at each other about friendship, how good of a friend they've been, kind of just talking about past storylines uh, in AEW and NXT and Ring of Honor of you know who's who's loyal to their friends, who's quick to turn their back on them. Uh, Adam Cole fires back. Look, we've been in the same place before. And let's be let's face it. When you and I are in the same promotion, you're just the other Adam uh, kind of taking a shot at him. Uh they shake hands though. Adam Cole kind of finished it with, with a little bit of a respect thing. And I can't wait till the day we get to work in the ring together and fight for this AEW world title and shakes his hand. It seems like he walks off like it's gonna be all respectful. But oh no, Fish and O'Reilly attack from behind, attack Adam Page or Hangman Page. And uh Adam Cole gets in on that. Eventually, Dark Order is gonna come out and run off those guys. Um, and I'll just jump ahead. So that happens, and then later, backstage. Fish and O'Reilly, are like, hey, young bucks, where were you? Where were you at? So, again, furthering this line of of of, of which which friends, which which click is it going to be? The the click that you know, he sits with it at lunch or the click that he plays basketball with after school, which click is Adam Cole going to, is he going to align with here, Alfred?
0: Yeah, and it's such good storytelling that it's not only Adam Cole having to choose, it's the Young Bucks, because it hits toward that. Is it going to be Adam Cole or their old buddy, Hangman Adam Page, who they were there in his corner when he won that title? So I think this is very good storytelling. This is another week with a lot of promos, but they were all good promos that I thought furthered storylines, and they did a great number last week. In the format with uh, a lot of talking, although that is because of the big surprise that was hyped up. Uh, But I think AEW is starting to settle on a formula and a balance between promos and wrestling because it just cannot all be professional wrestling. You've got to add some meaning to these matches and stories.
1: I agree with you. You know they they you know Tony Khan talks about too. They they meticulously watch quarter hours and watch what segments are getting over. And I think that they are finding, you know, yeah, you can again, you could be, you could tout yourself as the best wrestling in the world, but you're you are never gonna you're never gonna continue to grow to and grab new audience members if you don't throw in promos and character work nobody will you know no the, the the die the diehards will sit and watch match 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 for two straight hours but if you want to draw people in especially if you want to draw in the big bang theory and these lead-in audiences which they are doing in these first segments seem to be the best these first segments are starting to be WWE style where it is promos they just happen to be better promos than what WWE does. Absolutely, and that's the
0: thing. Yeah, yeah, people get like burnt out on that style, but it, I think they're burnt out because it's not very good. I think when it's good, you can do a style like
1: that. Well, and, and they get burnt out because WWE does a formulaic. It's so yes. damn predictable. So nice. you know P- you just said Punk's in this in this iconic set. You know he he doesn't, he doesn't sit and do the whole you know he doesn't do the pipe bomb sitting thing every time. So he's sitting there, you know, and then and then MJF. You know, we expected a. a War of Words. No MJF for the first time ever. Speechless doesn't say a word. So like, they keep it fresh. They keep you guessing, and you know that's working. And again, if you're, you know, if you're on the middle or bottom half of the growing depth chart that is AEW's roster, that makes you a little nervous because that means okay, if what if what got you there was just because you could do all these cool moves, but if you haven't figured out the character end of your game, that's not looking good for you. Go ahead and work dark and elevation, but if you want to get a spot on dynamite each and every week that, that that's not looking good for you that now that tony Khan's figuring out yeah i gotta do a little bit more promo work on these shows so yeah um, that's
0: a very sage advice on pat mcafee's podcast yeah these young wrestlers need, need to start making money and I, I agree with every word he said nobody yeah. knows better about making money in wrestling than Brock Lesnar.
1: which i love that interview and I, I'm, I'm always a believer in that like you know it is more about like it's 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 more about what you do in between the moves and the moves themselves. But I will say, as the devil's advocate defense, I could see some guys and girls listening to Brock saying that, and they go, "Well, yeah, look at you. You're six foot three. You are an you're an anomaly of, of an athlete. Um, you also took a huge gamble, went became a UFC champion. Blah blah blah. Like to the average person, they don't have that to fall back on, or to the average person they don't have their boss's ear the way Brock does to stronghold themselves into positions like to 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 get so I mean it, there is a line to 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 walk of uh you know that but I, I but I think at the core but the advice is yes very very sage um Zachary back on the super chat my only critique with AEW has always been there isn't many character driven wrestlers if they master the mix of character and wrestling uh is perfect. Uh, yeah I think they are they are doing more characters.
0: Yeah and I agree. I agree. I they're definitely developing that we're seeing some of these characters start to blossom now.
1: Absolutely. All right, uh, so we get uh, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager up against Santana and Ortiz. Eddie Kingston's out there with Santana and Ortiz. Um, you get a pretty good false finish here with the street sweepers hit on Jericho, but then finally uh, Jericho does counter one of the guys, gets him in a lion tamer uh, on Santana. Santana makes to the rope, so another false finish, and then finally Eddie Kingston's up on the on the apron. Jericho's distracted by that, drops drop kicks Kingston, but that then allows him to drop his guard to the point of where he gets hit with a discus lariat, by santana and uh santana gets the pinfall on chris jericho so big win for santana and ortiz getting the pin essentially clean on jericho i mean you know it wasn't there was no that that, that's what it is so um i'm a little surprised by this I, i honestly i expected hager just to turn on jericho and it just to be a big ambush i'm surprised this was a legitimate match and that chris jericho took the took the l
0: I was surprised too Uh, and good for santana because i think he deserves it after that great promo and the work he's done to set this match up i just thought it was a little ironic that the story we're telling here is that chris jericho keeps stealing the spotlight from santana ortiz they won't let let them shine eddie kingston is there to support that but eddie kingston now like right after santana got the biggest win of his career kingston goes in for the brawl, and the focus is on eddie kingston so he's doing the same thing that he's accusing jericho of doing which is kind of in Eddie Kingston's fashion in terms of him being a character and kind of a, a shit stir, if you will. Yeah. But uh, shout out to Eddie Kingston's T-shirt, the Liquid Swords T-shirt by Jizza, one of the greatest albums in music history—not hip hop, in music history, Liquid Swords. So I love that uh, New York area sweatshirt.
1: Wow, look at look at Alpha music history. Hell yeah, that's bold. All right, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm I'm very interested, and I don't even know how to articulate it. But I'm very interested in what an Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho match is going to look like. I mean, you, you couldn't find two two completely different. You have you have Chris Jericho, who you know has been in the business for thirty years. Much of it, he's been on top of wherever he's been, reinvented himself. Comes from a you know his father was an NHL player, so yeah, you know, he comes from a you know middle to upper you know upper, upper class family of athletes. And then you have Eddie Kingston, who you know a tremendous piece that he penned in the Players Tribune months ago in the fall. You know who's been on the brink of death and brink of you know, just bankrupt uh and, and mental health and and you know has never been had never had a national TV contract the promotion so until now. So like, you know, where 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 these two will collide, I'm very I'm I'm intrigued by. Yeah, and
0: I'm just as intrigued as a promo, like a formal in the ring on the mic promo between just Jericho and Eddie Kingston. I think it'd be great. I think they built up a lot of ammo just over the past several weeks of what's happened. Yeah.
1: Cause you could because you, you, you could hear in so many words, Kingston saying, you know, don't bring that scripted yeah. uh funny catchphrase shit here you know that's you know t- take your list somewhere else take your take your you know your whatever whatever phrases you get to trend take it somewhere else uh, all right we get the women's action tonight this is a hell of a women's match i'm going to start off with this this is mercedes martinez mercenary for dr brett baker out there against thunder rosa this is a uh, I, I don't know if the, the official stipulation was anything goes but it's aew anything goes uh the EC, <laughs> ecw rules mercedes martinez doesn't even get in the ring she comes out, she's got a lead pipe. She doesn't even get in the ring. She gets to the bottom of the ramp and just turns around and just sits away for Thunder Rosa, which I think is pretty badass. The only thing that would have been more badass is to stay up on the stage and just wait outside the tunnel. Uh, this <laughs> yeah. is pretty badass. So she's got a lead pipe. Thunder Rosa comes out with a chair. So they come out. They start swinging swords at each other here. They fight into the crowd. Uh, then they get back into the ring. They, they prop a table up towards the apron. Mercedes hits a, hits a fisherman um, like suplex buster on the Thunder Rosa, the table breaks awkwardly and at the end. So that this all arguably makes the bump that much more painful, looks painful. Uh, Thunder Rosa also takes a nasty German off the ropes, off the turnbuckle. And then Thunder Rosa, try, or uh, then Mercedes tries to follow it up with an elbow drop, but she slips as she's trying to c- c- catapult herself off the um, top rope, which actually makes the elbow a little bit more deadly because She just didn't even have time really to aim and protect. It was just kind of like a line drive elbow is the best way I can describe it. There was not any air or any chance of protection. It was just a line drive elbow uh, as she slips. It looked, again, looked brutal. Commentary sold it as it looks like that might have made that elbow more dangerous. Uh, Ultimately, they finish, though, here. Thunder Rosa hits the Thunder driver on a stack of chairs to get the win. After the match, Thunder and Mercedes show a little bit of respect. Britt, Jamie Hayter, and uh, Rebel come out. They attack both Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez, so... Uh, Mercedes Martinez looks like she could be one of the next challengers for Dr. Britt Baker's women's championship.
0: Yeah, and uh, the, yeah, this match was—I I thought it was good for what it was. There were some miss spots and miscues, but in a, a brawling match like this, I think they worked to. To have it help them somehow, but yeah, this was kind of a scary match in some parts with some of these bumps, and they did involve who was it Martin Cove from Cobra Kai, yes. and they didn't like really introduce him. They did eventually show the lower third, but then when he first came on the screen, they didn't say who was. I swear to God, I thought it was Dave Meltzer. I was <laughs> <That's laughs> like, because you called him Sensei, and I was just thinking that that's gonna get her so much heat that like Dave Meltzer is her Sensei. I had that thought for like five seconds, and then I, it was somebody else. <laughs> it turned out to be Martin Cole, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> now dynamite's a fail. Dynamite's a fail because they didn't even they didn't have Dave Meltzer booked on that spot. Oh my god. Well, you know, I think I think Dave's based in San, San Jose. Yeah, I, I think, maybe when they go out to California, they'll get book <laughs> <from> Meltzer. It'll be the and the match with the missed spots and the falling off the top right would still have five stars. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs>
0: he got more. will give it six stars.
1: Oh, my God. It's tremendous. Um, <laughs> Bid Moon, Dava 99. Welcome back home, Cody, Alfred, and Justin, number one. Uh, thank you very much.
0: That plays into the question from earlier. I think that's going to be the mentality is that Cody's coming home. And if that's how WWE plays it, he will get cheered.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, and they can play it that way. I mean, he spent. I mean, he was there for ten years, and 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 obviously his father finished out a career behind the scenes there uh, before you know tragically passing. So yeah, I mean, they definitely could play it that way. I, I'm just, I'm. Uh, it, it, this is going to be really. I mean, and the bad thing is we're going to get so we're going to get so worked up at fantasy booked. Yeah. I have a that I have a feeling that whatever they do, we're going to feel like is undersold, underselling this. Um. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But the the, the potential is there. Uh, Brian Barry, 499. Will Cody attack Theory and take his spot in the chamber? Wow. I, I, You know what? I don't, again, I don't see this quick of a turnaround They getting Cody out there for that. I, I just don't. I just don't. But Austin Theory is one. Like I said, if, if they want to have a fresh matchup if they want to find a way to get somebody to rub, I mean, Theory's getting, you know, Theory's getting, he's got Vince in his ear. There's a lot of things that can be done here of like, he's you know, Vince is in his ear. Cody shows up. Vince tells him, who does this guy think he is? He, you know, this guy left the he's just walking back. He's trying to take your spot. You gotta let him take your spot. And that that puts a fire under all. I mean, like, I mean, I'm I'm booking this and right now. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, but I I do think that also theory is a viable option if you want and and if Cody wants fresh, if he comes in and says, Look, I've worked Randy before. Give me something fresh to do for Mania. Let me help somebody the same way I was just trying to help guys over in this new company. So We'll keep an eye on him, but, hey, anything's possible. Um, you know, maybe, they, maybe, maybe he does show up in the chamber. Who knows? We'll see. All right. Uh, main event time. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, TNT champion, wearing both the TNT title and the interim title, which, of course, yeah. he won from Cody Rhodes, and that is noted on commentary. that yes. He beat Cody Rhodes. So, Cody Rhodes' the second name drop on the night for uh, the history that is an uh, AEW. Uh, this Darby Allen, Good Lord. I mean, they – a buckle bomb, and he does an insane bump to the outside. There's a Spanish fly – by Sammy to Darby. Uh, eventually at the end here, though, uh, there's a distraction. Andrade's going to hit Darby, who was going up with the coffin drop. Uh, now with Darby, basically lifeless, Sammy, not realizing what happened. Sammy hits the GTH, Sammy gets the win, retains the title. Then This is where it gets crazy and confusing. So then Matt Hardy runs out. He starts attacking Darby. Sammy chases Matt off. There's a little show of respect between he and Darby. And Matt's running off with, with Andrade, who's grabbed the TNT title. So, I don't know. Andrade wants the TNT titles, uh, and they just, I don't know. I'll be honest, I didn't really care for this. Me neither. For for, for what this show was, I was kind of like, again, this is your main, I mean, I know that they like to put emphasis on titles, so the titles oftentimes are the main event, but I mean, I could have picked one or two other things I think would have been better off in, in the main event than this.
0: Yeah, we could have gone off the air with, in order to stand with me, you got to bleed. Good night, everybody. Like you know, That could have been it. But yeah, I thought this was, I had very high expectations because Samuel Guevara versus Darby Allen, one of my favorite matches in AEW's young history. They had a phenomenal match in 2020 at AEW Revolution. And I didn't think that this lived up to it in the early goings and I felt like they were on their way. And then this ending was very random to me. And you know, AEW has their plans. I think they plan out several steps ahead. So what I'm kind of thinking is that, you know, this tease for Jeff Hardy last week? You now, have Matt Hardy involved in this. Yeah, they're going to do Darby Allen and Andrade, but then maybe he spins off to Matt Hardy and Darby Allen. And then that could bring in Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen, which I think is a dream match for a lot of people because they're both daredevils. So I can see the booking pattern to get to Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy. And if that's where we're going, I'll have no problem with it.
1: I would love that. And I, and I know, um, you know, Matt told me uh, before he even got to AEW, Matt Hardy had told me uh, in an interview we did that. Uh, Chris Jericho actually text him early on the early as AEW was becoming a thing. And they said, there's, we got this dude we're going to use called Darby Allen and he reminds me so much of your brother, Jeff, uh, 20 years ago. So yeah, there's, yeah. I, I think that's like, I think Matt's probably even said that to Jeff, like, okay, you know, you're signing here, you know, we're going to make you work this kid because that's going to be this kid's like highlight real rub is that, you know, he's you 20 years, he's, yeah. he's you 20 years ago. Um, so that was AEW Diamond. We got some super chats that we will get to. Uh, let's see here. No bueno, crew. Sheesh. Alfred and Justin, equal numbers. Good job, guys. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's uh, us. Good. Good podcast. Good, it's good audience. Cody, it's, us. It's, it's, it's us. Stone Cold and Cody. No. <laughs> it's 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 this is nasty. Yeah. Big nasty and Jay and and Jay Uh Brian Perry, four ninety nine. Are we getting AJ Styles versus Edge at Mania? I, I, that again, everything now could be up for grabs with, with, if Cody's coming in, but I think that was probably the match on in pencil prior to the unfoldings of the last couple of days.
0: Yeah. Well, he I said AJ, AJ Styles and Edge,
1: though. Yeah. But what I mean is like now, if Cody's coming in, do oh, you say Cody AJ. Do you say, like, Switched I mean, yeah. you know, do you, yeah, do you pivot if you know? But yeah, I, I do agree. Prior to all this, prior to Monday, I would say, yeah, that's the match I think, yeah, uh, I could see. And those two, you know, AJ and um, Edge cross pass and Rumble, so it just kind of seemed like they were starting to lay the ground there. Uh, CJ Hennessy 499. How about Seth takes the title Saturday and we have Cody versus Seth at Mania with the authority backing seth stephanie and brandy premise could be fun i don't think it's gonna go that far with the authority thing but i think that's uh you know as i just said if you can do that if seth wins the title and then all of a sudden yeah you have seth and cody and you know seth had a little war of words at one time about you know kind of defending WWE's ground uh in comparison to aw that's something there um and look if, if 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 Brock leaves the chamber match against five of the guys where he doesn't win, but as long as Brock doesn't get pinned, which he's not going to be, um, actually, no, no, wait, it's chamber well, you know, they have to eliminate everybody, don't they? Yeah,
0: they have to eliminate everybody, it's one by one. Uh, yeah,
1: see, I, I was gonna say, if even if Brock doesn't win, I guess you know, you can still make a case that he can somehow get his get a match with Roman, but if he gets pinned, that's hard to not see that you can't unsee yeah. Brock getting pinned.
0: Yeah, this this elimination chamber feels like a course correction because there was a point where they said we're not doing title for title, and it seems like they're going right back to that. Well,
1: yeah, CJ, I like again, I like the idea of trying to get Cody thrusted into another title, a world title picture, but I don't know how you get Brock still back to Roman.
0: You could have Roman interfere in the cage. I mean, he did that last time already, so that's how they got out of it that time. Well, and Brock beat everybody except one person.
1: Uh, Brock won the Rumble, too, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah. If Brock loses, I think we're going to be able to tell the pattern of how he's booked. If he goes in there early and just starts killing people, I'm going to be suspicious and, oh, man, they might be doing this to build him up before they beat him.
1: I agree. Yeah, that's that's probably a good good little thing to watch. Um, we got more here. Brian Cyrus, $5. Cody versus Lashley for the title of WrestleMania, or if WWE can get Cena for a match, maybe Cody versus Cena. I don't think we're gonna have Cena. I mean, it would be great if they did, but I mean, I do believe that he's probably, you know, maybe again, maybe a SummerSlam. I certainly again, if you have Cody back, you know, hopefully you get Cena back eventually. I mean, I I thought early on, Cena versus Austin Theory would be a great thing to try again. I just think Austin Theory is again. I can't stress enough they have Vince on TV endorsing this guy that that has to pay off somewhere. Uh, But but Cena does seem to be very tied up. Uh with hollywood uh seven seven clown looks like WWE creative were the ones that selected the commander's name for that nfl team
0: how about the commanders i see you got the hat you're repping the squad
1: and the new shirt oh,
0: what do you think about the commander's name
1: i mean it is what it is you know it's it's all right so you know like it's been Redskins my whole life okay we need to move on and not use that name i got okay like I don't know. It. I, I grew to understand and I grew to just be get used to Washington football team. That's only been two years. I'll, by the time fall rolls around, I'll be used to this. I'll be even more used to it if they win. If they just win, I'll be, you know, if they win and they can get Dan Snyder out of the, I, I think this will be, it'll be, c- commanders will be a glowing error. If we can start winning, get to the playoffs and uh, consistently and, and, and get Dan Snyder out of the ownership box. Commanders will be a great, bright spot in the history of the franchise. Just That's one where quarterback
0: I'm... away. Joe Burrow showed us. You're just one quarterback away from turning it all around.
1: Here we go. Kenny Pickens,
0: line You're it down. up. He's in the draft. He's on deck.
1: <laughs> He's on deck. Good God. We have a terrible QB look. Trading yeah. draft picks to get RG3. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins. Had Kirk Cousins. He goes to Minnesota. It's just... Zachary, throwing in Bullet Club history, AJ versus Cody. Yeah, that's there.
0: I like that, actually. They don't even have to fight each other. They can originally be you know, an alliance. And WWE has shown reverence to the Bullet Club. This is something you could pull Finn Bauer out of obscurity to come do. Whenever mm-hmm. they throw that up, people lose their minds. WWE sent out a cease and desist to protect that. They have a reverence toward that Bullet Club and the too sweet kind of incestuous nature of that.
1: Jerry McDivitt on the case.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Brian Barry, 4 dollars What if Brock costs Reigns the title against Goldberg? Brian, if that happens, I'm going to be. So... This No. Ro- I'm fine with Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. It's a match they didn't get to do because of the pandemic happened and, and, and then thwarted Mania plans. So if I'm fine with uni marquee for Saudi. Do one of the fresh marquees you've never done. Battle the Spears. Roman Reigns needs to Goldberg goldberg i said this last friday on busted open and i think roman even said something similar to it on on his promo like this needs to be roman reigns doing to goldberg where goldberg made a career out of this needs to be short impactful and if if this is goldberg's last match if this in fact is it he needs to do what you do which is you go out looking at the lights making it better for somebody uh, if better on i mean this that's what this should be now if if Goldberg's all of a sudden in the running to have a Stone Cold Steve Austin match, a, sen- a sentence I cannot believe I'm saying in 2022. But if that's the situation, okay, I can see that maybe Goldberg's not going to get squashed. But um, yeah,
0: but I mean, that would be a sad state of affairs in WWE if that's the bookie mentality, just based on how they built up Roman Reigns, is that Brock or Goldberg versus Austin, this nostalgic match is going to take precedent over Re- really is your biggest star in a full time era that you've built up and i just think that'd be a mistake but i will say that our friend nyc demon diva isa would go viral reacting to a goldberg over roman reigns result i think i think her following would triple if they let goldberg beat roman reigns i would pay money to see that reaction because she would not be happy with that
1: <laughs> yeah she'd she'd be on a spree for sure <laughs> uh drake Hall three thanks for the love and the money for uh, the super chats Uh, Barry, remember Fiend versus Goldberg? Guess all too well. I think Wyndham remembers it well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Michael the Virus. Yeah, so Michael the Virus says Lavar. Sorry, but that was reported Austin versus Goldberg at Mania. So yeah, I did see something late that that was another thing that came, but I don't. I I don't know if if, I don't know how how reliable that was or where it came from.
0: Yeah, it kind of disappeared, too. It was out there for a little bit, and then it went away. So, I mean, Austin versus Goldberg, yes, that is a WrestleMania-caliber matchup if you're going to look at it for name value only, but I I just... I wouldn't want to see Austin's return match against Goldberg. I just think that they could do better in terms of how they could tell the story. I think um, Austin versus Goldberg might be rough.
1: I'd be scared as shit for Austin.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I mean...
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, but we Goldberg was a paralyzed taker in Saudi. I mean, I, I you know, because he knocked himself woozy doing his bang the door routine to like, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, you, I want to see Austin back, but then it's like, you know, is Goldberg safe? Brock just said the one guy he never got to work with, Austin, and Austin, of course. You know, that's the famous night that he walked out when he was supposed to do the job to Brock and our unadvertised raw match. So like Brock and Austin is probably the biggest Brock versus Austin is the biggest money match. that's never happened anywhere in the world that WWE still has. If it's, you know, because the two guys are still alive and still associated with the company. I can't imagine Stone Cold taking German suplexes.
0: Yeah, but, so that's that's the,
1: but that's the biggest that is the biggest money match you have or next to that. If Austin's back in the game, Austin versus Cena, like these are the biggest money matches you have. If, if, Austin, if Austin is suddenly on the table again, you have some crazy money matches. But I just have a hard time predicting Austin working with Brock at the intensity and level that Brock. Not I mean, not that Brock wouldn't try to take care of him, but Brock just works at an intense level. That's just what he does. So yeah.
0: I like the idea of Austin and Kevin Owens, not only because of the Texas thing, but also they use the stunner. And then Kevin Owens, most importantly, would take care of Stone Cold Steve Austin. If nothing else, A, he's a pro, and he's one of the best who's ever done it. But also, you know he has this reverence for Steve Austin that he would not allow himself to hurt him.
1: Uh, Zachary, Donovan, I want McIntyre to the throne, Roman at SummerSlam. Okay, that's... Interesting. Yeah, Drew's kind of falling back, and he's kind of falling back uh, in the middle of the pack right now. Yeah. Uh, John Cena's ball spot. How about Cody versus AJ and Theory versus Edge? Uh, again, they're all movable pieces right now. Um, all right, is there any other super chats? Uh, somebody just said. Did I miss some super Chats? I thought I had them all. Yeah, I thought he. I thought I had them all. I'm going back through here real quick. I think I have them all, so, um, yeah, I think I got them all, so hopefully I got them all. Um, stop being a heel. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, it's a good problem to have. No, a lot I'm of sorry. stuff that's coming in. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: All right. Uh, I missed Oz. What, what do you mean? I missed Oz. What did Oz say that I missed?
0: Is that $1.99 super sticker that we got to that?
1: I thought I did. Hang on, Oz. I'll get you. Hang on. That's one complaint I have, is I wish that there, uh I wish I could move the super chats over to like a certain folder.
0: It, oh sorry. That one. Sorry for all the super chats. <laughs> Never apologize for that.
1: Riddle and Goldberg, well that's the one yeah, we, we definitely want want that. Yeah
0: riddle goldberg riddle lesnar i love that they panned to riddle's reaction when brock lesnar hit the ring for the Royal Rumble. that was great
1: which i'm kind of surprised i leaned into that and did that yeah you know uh sorry about the the chats. do you all think it's the biggest man that's happened in a while? it could be i mean ask us this in like a month you know when when the when the card is is set um you know ask me that but right now again with all that's happened in the last 48 hours this could be you know, uh, yeah, could be could be the biggest, could be monument It
0: has the ingredients. If what we're hearing is true, which I have no reason to believe it's not, uh, it has the ingredients to be the biggest mania ever.
1: Ah, uh, said that's okay. Ah, uh, real quick before we get off, send it. Do, I'm watching the chat right now. Send it one more time. If whatever you sent, if I that I missed it, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, th- I mean this has the potential, and again, it has to be. They, I mean, the two nights, you know, they're not. It's it's not a hundred thousand seats. once they, you know, erect the the stage and everything like that but this is going to be to do two i mean it was huge when they did dallas for mania 32 so to do two nights yeah and it's crazy like just two three weeks ago it was um you know it, it was like how are they going to do this they have nothing and then now we're talking about stone cold steve austin cody Rhodes, um and all this uh Barney from DC says, oz ah, a Super chat from earlier. Elimination Chamber is looking good this year. I'm happy that Cody Rhodes is out of the AEW. I hate when someone uses politics to never turn heel." Shake my head. It's going to be a fascinating documentary one day or a fascinating shoot interview the day that Cody opens up about his side of things um from the AEW departure and return to WWE. This, you know, this right now could be a great WWE 24/7 for Peacock. Austin's impending return can make a great 24-7. I hope that I hope the documentary crews are out doing their jobs right now because I I mean roads to the top.
0: It could be a great reality show. Roads to WWE. You could document what's going on and have him tell his side of the story. But there's a lot of money in that I agree. He could he could go on the broken school sessions or they have to have I think there's money in Cody Rhodes sitting down and talking about why he came to WWE and also acknowledging his past and where he was before. They can try to edit and get around saying AEW but there is a lot of interest in that. I hope they don't just gloss over that.
1: Well, they let Jericho say AEW and yeah. to that point, let's have Cody Rose on the Broken Skull Sessions. That's what the people want.
0: Let's do it.
1: That's what the people want. Um yeah, I, this is I mean this is going to be uh this is going to be a fascinating couple weeks ahead of us here. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, again, make sure you stick with Wrestling Inc podcast literally every single night um so much going on zachary i think riddle could be built up this year he's young talented super charismatic charismatic guy is phenomenal i think riddle is a hard hidden face riddle gets riddle gets anything over uh you mm-hmm. know he gets togas over I, I think riddle you know he's probably you know i don't think he's gonna win i don't think he's gonna be in the world title picture for mania but i think riddle is one of the guys night after mania we need to keep a look at keep an eye out for in 2022 i think he could be one of the guys who they hopefully make i think him i have hopes again for priest i think there's these are the guys that they you know try to strap some of the future onto that have gotten over with the crowd uh john Cena's bald spot like owens uh but if this is a one-off or all it's a real letdown if he doesn't fight brock or cena yeah and to that point so i said maybe it, whatever whatever number events might have got his attention like i said make it a bundle it up make it a mania saudi SummerSlam kind of bundle here um you know get it get an owens get a get a Goldberg, get a whoever, I don't know. There's
0: it. a universe we can see Austin in The Rock, in, whether it's 2023, 2024, who knows? But, you know, it's unlikely, but there's a universe we could see that.
1: Wow. I mean, like, just, again, fantasy booking. I mean, th- th- there's a universe then of, you could have The Rock and Roman versus Brock and Austin.
0: Jesus. I mean, like, yeah. think
1: about that. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. that is actually, I- if all this smoke equals real fire, and Alston is actually back in the game.
0: That's a real thing. Dude, they're all under contract with WWE. They can book it. It's the best match money can buy.
1: Oh my god! Well, <laughs> uh, the <laughs> wow. I, I don't even know. It's it's kind uh, of to, to 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 demon M De- Y C demon diva. De- it's uh it's 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 that would give her a great lady wood. I think. Uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thing. All right, all right. Last super Jesus. What? The, uh, we let's go, go. we're dropping money justin i'm not saying no to the money we'll be here all night. <laughs> <hype>. uh, <laughs> rk brovers aj and cody bullet club yeah i mean again this is nuts but th- th- there's so much potential and it's crazy because we're all fantasy booking and they might underperform we'll see it's all there um it's all there uh but we'll see all right. Uh, if that is, if that's the night, if we're all done, if last call has been done, if, if the drinks are done being served, don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. If that's that, thank you to all of you. Um, again, like share comment, do what you got to do. We love it. Really appreciate it. I think this is now the time, especially if you want to tell a friend to get on board to checking out these podcasts. Now is the time, because I think we're going to have a lot of things to talk about that might even uh, gravitate to the most casual lapsed fan. And you start talking about stone cold Steve Austin and the rock and, these names so uh please share we really appreciate it you guys are what makes this all happen keeps the sponsors coming keeps the you know keeps the the positive vibes uh alfred what's going on with forbes you have no shortage of things to talk about right now
0: everything's going on you read about austin and cody and uh got dynamite coverage and whatever breaks about this WrestleMania level surprise i'm sure i'll i'll be very busy over the next weekend and i love it and i love times like this it's wrestlemania season
1: and let me uh, shill a little bit for Alfred's Pro Wrestling Bits. He has a new bit of uh, Cody versus Tony Khan and Divorce Court. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yes, AEW Divorce Court.
1: Love it. love it. Love it. Love
0: it. YouTube Pro Wrestling Bits. Yeah, there's some stuff about Cody and Austin there as well. I'm very proud of that work.
1: Check that out. Uh, I'm at Justin LaBar. You can next hear my soothing voice Friday morning on Busted Open with Dave LaGreca and Mark Henry. Gee, what will we talk about? I don't know. <laughs> So we'll banter about all that's happening. And who knows what going to happen? That's Friday at, at, at 10 a.m. Who the hell knows what's going to happen between now and then? So, <laughs> still a uh, days. Yeah, still a couple days. So check them out there. And I'll be back next Monday with uh, Raj and Jack. Who knows what going to happen next Monday overall? So stay subscribed. Stay tuned. We appreciate everybody. All the love, all the super chats. Be safe. Be good. We'll talk to you next week.